What's going on, guys? Sumi here with ThoughtCast. Today, I'm going to talk about the idea of forgiving your partner if they've cheated on you. Should you forgive your partner if they've cheated on you, if they stepped out on you, if they committed an infidelity? A lot of you ask me this question. I get this in my DMs literally every single day. And so I hope to answer these questions today in today's video. If you've been cheated on, if you've dealt with infidelity and you don't know if you should forgive your partner, this is the video for you. If you don't know who I am, my name is Sumi. I'm a lifestyle, I'm a relationship coach. I work with thousands of people all over the world. If you ever wanna connect with me, the links are down in the description below. And with all that being said, guys, you know, throw me a like if this video is helpful for you and subscribe, hit that little bell notification if you find these videos helpful. So without further ado, let's get right into it. So first off, I just wanna say getting cheated on is one of the worst things ever. It is so devastating psychologically, emotionally. It's traumatizing. Whatever you thought was real is now in question. The past memories of you guys going here and you guys going there, it's all in question. Like, did you really love me? Did you really care for me? Were you texting her at this time? Were you with him when you were telling me that you were working? Like, that's where all these questions come. And now the future that you've constructed in your head, these psychological expectations of what you guys are gonna be, married, kids, lifestyle, whatever, is now up for question. And you're stuck in the present dealing with the emotional pain, the emotional devastation that this new revelation has brought to you. Getting cheated on is so painful. It is so painful, in fact, that it is often worse than someone passing away in your life. And I'm the first one to say it. My father died when I was a kid. I saw my father die. And I was embarrassed to say this for a long period of time. But getting cheated on in a lot of my relationships was more painful than my own dad passing away. And it's because I created such a strong emotional connection with this person. And now that they're out in the world doing this, that, and the third, it's not closed off like a death. Like my father passing away, he had a medical condition. He passed away. You know, a lot of good things were said about him. He worked very hard. He provided a life for me. And in someone's death, you have some kind of closure. They're not here anymore. There's nothing you could have done to prevent the situation. There's nothing you could do now to bring him back to life. It, it just can't be done. But with infidelity, sometimes there's a lot of things that you could have done. First off, you could have not dated this person. Second off, you could have seen the red flags coming. Third, you might have been so aloof to the situation that you could have just been a little bit more present. But last but not least, they may have convinced you psychologically that you're at fault for the infidelity itself. They may have cemented it in your head that you're the one that caused this because you weren't there, because you weren't available. I want you to stop that altogether. It is not your fault this infidelity happened to you. And the first step for forgiving this person is understanding if they take accountability for the action if they fully understand that this is their fault. They 100% have internalized the idea that they have stepped out of the relationship, they have hurt you, they have caused you trauma, and they are the ones that are wrong, 100%. I don't care if you weren't there, I don't care if you're not making enough money, I don't care if you're not good in bed, I don't care, they could have broken up with you, they could have cut the relationship off, but they didn't. They decided to sneak around behind your back, do what they did. It's not a mistake, it's a series of choices. Going to the club, drinking those drinks, talking to that person, getting an Uber back, going to their house, watching them put the key in the door when they're drunk, going upstairs, getting in bed with them, using a condom or not using, I mean, dude, there's a series of choices that are made in any infidelity, it is a choice. They have decided that, and now they have to live with the consequence of their choice. The second thing is that I want you to understand is this infidelity is almost always gonna require you to get a little bit of emotional distance because you don't trust them anymore. You don't get back into a relationship until you trust somebody. And if that infidelity occurred, naturally, you're not going to trust them. So you got to get distance right off the rip. A lot of you think that, oh, you can just operate the same way and you can move on and move past it. First off, psychologically, that reinforces the idea that this person can commit an infidelity and have access to you. 
you reward that negative behavior. You reinforce and amplify whatever they've done. What you permit is what you promote. So if someone committed an infidelity on you, you've got to immediately get a little bit of distance. You've got to pull back a bit. You've got to chill out a bit because you need to digest what has happened and you do so in solitude and isolation from that person. Be with friends, be with family, talk about it. But the first thing is understanding if they are accountable for that behavior and getting that distance so you can really internalize it. Because one of the biggest mistakes that people actually do is when someone commits an infidelity, they think that forgiveness is just, hey, it's okay, it's good, and let's move back together. Forgiveness and infidelity is a process. It's a process of, number one, rebuilding the trust, a process of, number one, cutting out that negative behavior, and a process of psychologically leveraging positive trauma. I'm going to get into that in the second year. Positive trauma to allow that person to realize that what they did wrong is so painful that they should never do it again for themselves, okay? Listen, when you allow someone to come back in your life after they committed infidelity, they have no pain. They have no trauma. They have no consequence of that. So you have to give that distance to allow that person to understand that they can lose you. The ability for you to walk away after an infidelity is number one, you maintaining your respect. And number two, allowing that person to feel that pain. Oh my God, I messed up. Oh my God. It's a come to Jesus moment for them to realize I just lost everything. My wife, my kids, my husband, my, my partner, my love of my life for some stupid scenario that I didn't even care about. They need to realize that, and that's what causes the change. Human beings don't really change when they get older unless there's a serious amount of trauma. Trauma and pain is what changes people. I hate to say it, not just a conversation about how they shouldn't do something. So they need to feel that in their heart that you're out there looking for better and that you can get better. You can get honesty. You can get loyalty. That's what's going to cause them to be like, I can never do this again. Oh, my God, I need to change who I am right now. Cheaters change in less than 1% of scenarios. Keeping it real. So the short answer to this is 99% of the time, you're going to say no. 99% of the time, it's not good for you. And a lot of you might feel like, well, we're that 1%. Our connection is so special. If it was so special, why did they cheat on you? If it was so special, why did they step out? If it was so special, why weren't they honest? There's nothing special about a lack of honesty. There's nothing special at all. In fact, it is the opposite is special if someone is lying to you. So first off, grab yourself a dose of reality and realize there ain't nothing special about your relationship when someone cheated on you. That relationship is not special. Your connection is not special. You're caught up in a raw emotion. That's it. The emotions that you have can make it feel like it's special, but the reality is they're just emotions. You're happy, you're sad, you're angry, you're upset, you're envious, you're jealous, you're frustrated, you're peaceful. It's all over the place. It's an emotional cesspool, and you can't rely on that for stability in a relationship, and you can't rely on that to determine if something is special or not. Look, less than 1% of scenarios are actually effectively executed, and I'm going to tell you this right now. I think that a lot of people can be forgiven for cheating. I really do, but the problem is the person that gets cheated on is often the person that cares more and they allow this person back in and they create this ego and this pride and this ability for this person to step out of the relationship. They actually allow it to happen in the most messed up way. Because they're not consequentially walking away, they let that person know, oh my God, I can do this whenever I want. She's never going to let go of me. Oh my God, I can cheat on him whenever he wants. He's never going to get tired of me. And that's why the cheating persists. And that's why they can't be forgiven because you can't act in discipline. When you get that revelation of someone doing something, it's very hard to act emotionally disciplined because your entire world is shaken up. I get it. I really do. It's hard for you to act in a disciplined manner. That's why I always tell people that go through infidelity to get a relationship coach in right away so they can guide them through that process so they can really save that relationship. Most of the time, the relationship is saved by a relationship coach or someone that's a third party, not by the two parties coming together and doing whatever they want to do. 
because a cheater is still going to want to cheat. They might feel bad, but they're still going to want to step out. And the person that got cheated on is going to want to stay with this person often because they can't imagine life without them. Even though the trust is broken, they can't imagine life. And guess what happens? That toxicity festers in the relationship. They end up accusing them all the time. You did this to me. Well, are you still texting? Well, you cheated on me before. And it keeps going on and on and on to the point where both of them just become so sick of one another. And what could have been so amazing becomes toxic. It becomes gaslighting. It becomes manipulation. And the cheating often amplifies after that. So they cheat more. And you're more unhappy. And there's more arguments. And there's more accusations. And there's more problems. So the big thing I'm going to tell you to do if you want to save your relationship after a series of infidelities or after an infidelity in the first place, get with the coach. Less than 1% of situations can be saved. And I'll tell you this right now. It's going to take you three to six months to even allow that person fully into your lifestyle, sexually, emotionally, physically, financially. You've got to get distance first. And it starts with accountability. These points that I'm giving out right now, these are the things that you got to really look at to determine whether this person can be forgiven or not. And that process is very organic. There's a lot of confounding variables. So with that being said, I wish I could go into a hyper-focused case-by-case scenario on this. But the reality is when it comes to relationships, everyone has unique relationships with unique problems, with unique solutions. There's some overlap right there. But I have to be very honest, cheating is a case-by-case scenario. With that being said, guys, if you ever want to connect with me, the links are in the description below. Click that like button if this video helped you. Subscribe to our channel and page to get all the newest updates on what ThoughtCast is doing. And I'll see you next time with the next video. Sue me out.